Welcome back to Nothing Even Matters with Colby and Ken. We are so excited for today's episode because we have a special guest. Yeah, we do. We have our bestie gal, Hallie. We're so excited to have you. Hallie is one of the sweetest, kindest, most genuine people you'll ever meet. We love her to death. I met Hallie technically like a year ago, just became like real friends this year, 2022-2023. And I thank God every day for Hallie. So. Welcome. She's going to be talking about finding joy in college and finding joy despite your circumstances, which is a huge um, topic that people need to hear today, especially in college um, and at this age. So without further ado, welcome, Hallie. Hello. Thank you for having me. I feel really honored that y'all wanted me to come on the podcast. This is our first guest. Yeah. Our first guest. First of many. me and Hallie do live together. Yes. We are (laughs) housemates. I'm on the third floor. She's on the second floor. It's been the best. They live in a mansion. It is very nice. Very nice house. (laughs) Anyways, kick it off, Hallie. I want to kind of just give you the frame, not the framework for the episode. Obviously, this is you. You can talk about whatever. But I would love to hear kind of your journey to finding joy in college, maybe starting off with even being a senior in high school, what you thought college was going to be, and then how you, when you got into college, did it meet your expectations? What were your fears? Yeah. So growing up, I always knew that college was going to be my path right after Mm -hmm. high school. There wasn't really an option for me, which I was blessed that my parents had both went to college as well. My dad went to UNC Chapel Hill. My mom went to East Carolina University. Mm-hmm. And all my family members had been college, been to college. So I knew that's where I was going. But I went to a really competitive high school where everybody was super smart. Like I was ranked the last in my class pretty much, even though I had no grades for it. Um, and out of high school, I went and toured a bunch of schools, and I knew that Chapel Hill was my ultimate dream, and that was my goal, and that was my happiness, because growing up, I was a little brainwashed by <laughs> the school, um, and I ended up going to UNC Charlotte. I got in, and it was amazing. I had the best for freshman year until COVID hit, um, and it was all about balancing friends your school, mm-hmm. which we were always doing in high school. Yeah. It was just a crazy adjustment. A different world in college. Yeah. So I went to UNC Charlotte from 20, I transferred to UNC Chapel Hill in 2021. So I went for two years, but technically one of those was like COVID year. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm here and I'm a senior. I am majoring in advertising and public relations. Yeah, me Joe girls. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much my journey from high school. Awesome. So was that a lot of pressure? Um, again, you went to competitive high school. Did you find yourself maybe even finding your, like your worth or validation in where you went to college, what you did for your career, what your grades were? For sure. I felt really dumb and mm-hmm. I felt like my joy was put into grades and it kind of still happens around here at mm-hmm. this competitive college, but just really balancing the fact that my grades don't define me mm-hmm. and the people and friends that I had along the way changed over time constantly. Mm-hmm from high school to Charlotte. And I kind of thought these people are going to be my bridesmaids. They're going to be my best friends forever. Mm -hmm. And you quickly learn that just like college, just like life, things change overnight. And some people are meant to serve their purpose for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And then they leave. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow as a high school student. Very, I felt like I was a little immature. And just knowing that I put my joy in other people. I put mm-hmm. my happiness in them mm-hmm. and like what they said or what they did or what other people were doing where they were going to college or and it it made me feel inferior. It made me feel Yeah. So I had to quickly learn that with people that I was friends with, some things happened, drama. Mm-hmm. And 
um, I stopped putting my faith in them and started to put my faith in God and my joy in him mm. alone because otherwise I would not ultimately be happy. Yeah. yeah. That's a word right there. Yeah. And that's a, I think it's a hard process to go through, but once you do it, it's like a whole new world yeah. because you're not living for other people or other, like, um, your grades, like you said, it made you feel dumb. And then you realize I'm not dumb. I just, I don't do the same, the things other people do, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way. And back to your point about putting your joy in other people, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so if your joy is not found in the Lord, then you by default are weak. And I think that we a lot of times can forget that. So like putting your joy on the people is literally like it weakens you. It's draining because humans fail. Humans let you down. Humans are, I mean, like we're, without God, we are literally nothing. Like he is literally the breath of life into us. So if our joy is putting these feeble humans, like (laughs) these people who are weak, we're going to be brought down. We're going to be weakened as well. So the joy of the Lord being your strength is just so incredible, especially in college. So, um. Yeah, thank you for sharing that much. Yeah. I am curious, kind of, at what point did you decide, like, when you're in these friendships or relationships in college, um, in general, just like friends or whatever it is, how do you know, like, okay, my joy is being found in them, and what do you do to pivot kind of Mm. from that? It's hard. I don't think that there's a blueprint for everybody in every single friendship. I think the Lord brought me out of those friendships, Mm -hmm. and this is so something my mom would say, but people show their true colors. And at that time, that person served their purpose for me. And it was like the best friendship ever. Love them to death. But then when they show their true colors and our lives go different ways, you have to recenter yourself and like refocus on what truly makes you happy. And it's kind of a mutual understanding. What have ha- what's happening to me is just like drifting apart. And that's it's incredibly hard. But for me, I recentered myself. Mm-hmm. I really prayed about it. And I was like, if this person's not supposed to be in my life, please remove them. Oh, Lord. Never <laughs> pray that prayer unless you really want them gone. This is very true. God's so quick for that. The next day, life falls apart. You're blocked. <laughs> Text messages are green. Blocked. It's so serious. God, that's like the one. If you want a quick answer, please. <laughs> well, it's like the Instagram. They block me or move you from their story, yeah. which is so silly about Instagram. But yeah, um, it was... I just had to recenter myself and realize that it's hard because I feel like a lot of people in college feel that loneliness. Mm, mm-hmm. And I certainly felt that if I wasn't like FOMO, mm-hmm. if I wasn't going out to, we're in a ministry called Delight and I was in it at Charlotte and in Chapel Hill. If I wasn't going on this Delight day or if I wasn't going out or I was in a sorority, if I wasn't going to like this function or doing this thing or these people weren't my best friends, I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing what makes me happy, what brings me joy, which would be Maybe staying at home, reading my Bible, mm-hmm. watching a show I like, reading a book. Yeah. I love drawing. Like doing the things that really fill me up, like showering and painting my nails. It would be so much better <laughs> than tier. going out to some club with my sorority. Sticky but- frat. Yeah. <laughs> no shades yeah. to the sticky frats, but there's no. much better things to do. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's just a, it's hard mm-hmm. to figure out what friends are meant for what time period. And some friends, shout out Maddie Knight. She's been my friend since we were little. Um, some friends just stay forever. Mm. When you were transferring, did you find it hard to make new friends or make that transition from one school to a completely different environment? Yes, that was the lowest point of my life, actually. But I knew I applied to UNC Chapel Hill at the last second. I applied an hour before the deadline on February 14th, and the Lord just totally called me to apply. I came here not knowing anybody, and all the people I did know from high school were really sweet and kind. And 
invited me to things, but they, I knew that they weren't going to be like my core group of mm-hmm. friends or people. Mm-hmm. I was very lonely. And I would sit in my room at this far away apartment like by myself. And I really just stopped for a second after I, you know, you can have your emotions. You can cry mm-hmm. about it. You can call your mom. You can do whatever you need to do to cope, pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, no, I just need to get up. If you just get up, put your clothes on, feel good about yourself, take a shower and get out and go eat, go do something mm-hmm. like make dates for yourself. Choose joy that way. And eventually, like, you'll get out of your mood. You get out of your funk. I just, the best thing ever is, like, just get up and do mm-hmm. it. Just get up and go find that happiness for yourself. Like, go text somebody you haven't texted in a while and be like, let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Even if you, it's fleeting joy, it'll eventually set you up for perfect success Success to, like, start that routine of, like, finding joy within yourself. Like, yeah. And I was completely lonely. But then I met Colby mm-hmm. and all the amazing girls of delight in oh. you, Kendall. I really, everyone keeps saying, like, Delight. I promise you, Delight, freshman year, I don't remember anything <laughs> at all. Like, I don't recall meeting. I know I met you, but I don't recall meeting you. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't know, remember when I met any of my friends. Like, it's always just, like, when did we start becoming friends? Like, when did we talk? So. I specifically remember when I first learned about Hallie because she joined the group meet for Delight. and was like, I'm transferring next semester. And then I, I think I messaged yes. you. And I was oh, like. Oh, so y'all been friends for a minute, minute. But. Yeah, I mean, we weren't like friends, friends. And then we talked to each other whenever we'd see each other every week. And then one week we had a delight date and we went and got coffee at Epilogue. And then you were like, we need to be friends. Oh, let's give background. At delight, you have delight dates where you're paired up with a girl that you go on a cute friend date with. So typically coffee because it's like, oh my God, delight date, you happy. (laughs) But sometimes it's like going to a basketball game or doing whatever. (laughs) <laughs> that's what delight girls sound like i'm in delight like i'm not kendall, shading kendall does not like trying to get coffee <laughs> i love getting coffee but like there we can't eat like people are like let's go get coffee i'm just like it's 3 p.m like it's four o'clock in the afternoon but no not to shade y'all i'm glad they brought this friendship they live together yeah. now it's a really beautiful yeah. friendship but um just to give context on delight dates um yeah and i remember you telling me this past year when we started living together you're like nobody ever says that anymore like let's just be friends yeah. Nobody says that. Yeah, I was so taken aback by that. No, because I literally, we haven't spoken. We didn't really talk. We went on this delight. I was like, I want to be your friend. Is that weird? But I want to be your friend. And then we went on a crumble date. Like, uh, I do love crumble. Yes. That's a date. That's yes. a good delight date. Okay. We're elevated. <laughs> we were all in, like crammed in the back seat. And like it was super fun because there's a bunch of girls that went. But then she got out of the car. We dropped her off at the house that I now live in. And I said, hey, if you ever need a roommate, <laughs> let me know. And it was a complete joke. But I did need a roommate. And to be completely <laughs> honest, when I first met Hallie, I was like, we are so different. Hallie is super bubbly and wears pink all the time. Yeah, they're very different. And very outgoing. We'll talk to anybody. And then I was like, I don't know if I can live with her. Like, she she might oh, be too wait. different for me. No, like, not in a bad way. <laughs> no, I, I was serious. Welcome to nothing like, even matter. Destroying friendships since 2023. I was like, we're so different. Like, I don't know how that would work out. But it's been the Yes, and no. I love living with Hallie. Y'all are a, like two peas in a pod. The first day I moved in, I went to her room and I said, if you ever want me to stop coming in here or if I annoy the heck out of you, you have to tell me because I'll just invite myself. Well, into... we have a rule in the house. It's not really a rule. It's just I break unspoken. It. Where if someone's door is shut, that means don't bother them. <laughs> and my door will be shut and I'll hear a knock. And she goes, Colby, can I come talk to you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, come on in. With a tear coming down your face. <laughs> like, don't come in. <laughs> but sometimes I need to. No, no I, sometimes. I love it every you time. You have your people. You have your 
That's why, okay, I love having Christian friends because I feel like even if they annoy you, not that you would annoy me, but like I'm just saying like in general. <laughs> Kendall always has come for me. I am I love how Hallie can take a joke. Like I will just bully Hallie and it's funny. Like she laughs. That's my, that's my love language is bullying. But anyways. I love it. You know, but like having a Christian friend, I feel like the issues that you face are not that I'm saying this very lightly. Like obviously I love all my friends. I love all my people. But I'm so blessed with my friendships now. I'm just like, we all we all just see the eye to eye. We kind of just vibe. Like, I'm trying to avoid using Gen Z language, but vibe is just what it makes sense. Like, like y'all said, like y'all don't go together at all in terms of like aesthetics or like what I would picture for two best friends. But it makes sense. And then you think about it, you can't have two quiet best friends. Who's gonna True. talk? No. Yeah. Who's gonna talk seriously? I mean, can you have yeah. two extroverts? Yeah. I think you just can't I have think two. You're more extroverted than I am. I think. Yeah, that... for sure. <laughs> Wait, pause, pause, pause. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, Kendall. Yes, you no, are. No, I'm literally not. Okay, so we're lying now on delight. <laughs> I mean, on delight. Please, no, this is not a delight podcast. We're lying on nothing even that. I'm not. I actually, people actually think that I just don't like have social anxiety because I talk a lot, but I do. It's I do. Okay. I'm just okay. an ordinary girl, you know? I'm just an ordinary girl. <laughs> I was hoping that song. you wouldn't sing that song. I love that song. You don't like it? No, it's fine. It's also Colby's favorite day, President's Day. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was George Washington's birthday, it but it's... It usually is. It usually is, but today it's not. It's just the Monday, you know, yeah. throws it off. It's like MLK Day. Right. So but anyways, weird. back to the topic at hand. Yes. Finding joy in college. So you transferred... People don't just say, let's be friends anymore. But you know what? Guys do that. So I'm going to kind of go back to that point. Guys are so guys become guys become friends in such a nonchalant way. True. Hey, it's I like, like your shoes, bruh. Thanks, bruh. And then <laughs> like they dap each other up and they go to class. Like they don't they, they just cross paths. They don't see each other again. A month later, they see each other at another function or whatever. Hey, bruh, what's good? I'm like, what? Like y'all are just besties like that. And guys just like befriend each other so casually and nonchalant. But I feel like guys don't put as much pressure on their friendships as yeah. girls mm-hmm. do. So I want to ask you. This is not a friendship podcast, but I'm just thinking college I know, we joy. Started, I started going down the friendship route. I know, but I like, I kind of like started. how our podcast is just very, people like how it's conversational. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going based off the feedback, but I've heard the people reviews. like it. The reviews, you know, like the girls yeah. always tell us. People like how it's conversational. And so I just want to go off that point with friendships in college. Do you feel like with the friends you've made now, do you feel like since you don't put your joy in them, you found more success in them? Do you find that? There's... I value them. Oh, really? I value their time and their mm-hmm. effort, and I hope it's reciprocal um, in that way. I really cherish it more mm-hmm. because I understand it, and mm-hmm. I understand the joy and the happiness that comes with it, and it's a gift. It's mm-hmm. a blessing from God. Yeah. And rather than just assuming, it was, you know, I never really analyzed friendships or mm-hmm. analyzed joy in friendships or joy in college um, until I took a step back and looked at it. But I value them more. Yeah. That's why I like your elope. Again, low maintenance friends, plugs to y'all. It's just like, I feel like in college especially, because we are so, everyone's busy, everyone's at this time in their life where um, you have to actively choose to be friends, but also like friendships can feel a lot less, like more, a lot less pressure to like be best friends. Like in high mm-hmm. school, high school's like, you gotta have your best friend and nobody yeah, cares in college. The whole like, group. The whole group. And if you don't have that perfect group of five to six girls some, usually if it's three it doesn't work i'm gonna tell you that right now if there's a friend group of three it's <laughs> no, not gonna work very true but um you have to have that perfect friend group and you have to be all the same aesthetic the same vibe whatever but in college it's like you have so many random friends for random situations true. which makes having birthday dinners difficult because it's like ah are my friends gonna blend yes. but like you have so many random friends and i think that's nice because you can kind of like 
each part of your life, each aspect of your personality can really help to mesh with your friend groups. If you mm-hmm. want that part of like someone to go get coffee with, be fulfilled, mm-hmm. you have these people. But if you want someone like, oh, my God, I have to cry. Like, this is a really terrible day. You have Colby that you can go knock on her door. And she's like, yeah, come in, I guess. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of different layers to the friendships you have in college. And I really like that. Yeah. And um, oh, shoot. I was going to say something. I think that the friendships that we have, it's all we kind of have in college. And that's why I was bringing it up because mm-hmm. they become your family. They True. become and they help form your independence from what mm-hmm. you are living in high school and with your family. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. You have to look out for your people. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to also go back. <laughs> I just keep going back and like analyzing everything you no, ever I said. No, I love it. Going back to the Finding Joy in College piece, going back to you first transferred, what expectations did you have of UNC and do they meet them? Like, Yeah, pros and cons of UNC. Pros and cons oh, wow. of UNC. Because y'all have been here since freshman year and it, yeah. it's such a different world for me to enter it and be like, oh, I lived in E-House. I lived in um, Granville my freshman year. I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't here. Oh, so true. it's a little different for me um, with that. But then I meet a lot of transfers. So what my expectations were for Chapel Hill. At Charlotte, I was very involved and mm-hmm. I was student. Um, I was secretary for academic affairs. Oh, wow. I was the queen. Yes. I was a hard worker. You are. I was, Plug that thought because I, I have another question <laughs> for you, but go back to this. Okay. No, um, I was in AD Pi. I was doing so many different things. I started my own small business. I was trying to keep grades, friends. Blah, blah, blah. I just felt like I was doing so much and that helped into like help me keep busy and I found joy within those things. But then in my mm-hmm. downtime, I found those things. So I was really worried that I was going from all the things I once knew and built for myself mm-hmm. into something that was completely out of my comfort zone because I never moved far away from home. Um, I was I lived 30 minutes away from my house in Charlotte, and that was super scary, being two and a half hours mm-hmm. from my mom, who I love my whole family. I love my dad and my brother, but my mom is – I love her. I could talk about her for hours. Um, so being away from her was really hard, mm-hmm. and I would call her all the time, very dependent on that. So I think I grew – in independence away from that. So my expectation was like, I can do this. I can do this. And I kind of got here and I didn't have it. I didn't do it. And without God, I wouldn't have flourished or found joy. But I had expectations. I didn't think I was going to be able to compete academically with everybody here. Y'all are so smart. But that's the thing. You don't have to. And I hate <laughs> that UNC's made like you have to compete. You just need to do your yes. like. Do you. Do you. And with life judgment day you're not answering for anybody else's sins but your own when you stand before god like you have to do you same not that that matters with grades but like same thing with grades like your transcript is for you with your degree so well and everybody's here to do something different so my best is not going to look like your best or Mm -hmm. best. that's so true and i came here and my really good friend Catherine johnson um who i met day one and we have been like attached at the hip ever since but i used to go up to her and we were taking all the same mijo classes and i was like am i gonna fail i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail because i had this impending doom and fear and something that matthew had said to me recently was i'm looking for a job after graduation and he was like i was telling him all these things and really stressed out and he was like but has god ever let you down before oh like why are you matthew is hallie's boyfriend by the way (laughs) (laughs) he's so sweet um i love him but oh lord we opened this no 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 but um he was just sitting he was just basically saying like he's never done he's never let you down before amen and which is such a sweet reminder because i'm sitting here like analyzing thinking the worst but i've always been pulled out of those situations and my expectations i've exceeded them i love unc i would stay another year if i could but can't afford that it's uh, yeah (laughs) it's it's a hefty cost (laughs) so i'm glad you like it money's worth back to you working hard being that queen that you are you are really big on social media. That's your mm-hmm. favorite job. Not like 
big as you're addicted, but like you, that's like your passion, social media marketing. With that, how has social media impacted your joy? Does it add to it? Have you seen how in college it can be very hit or miss? What do you think about it? Yeah, I definitely had to change my relationship with it. Um, in high school, it wasn't as prevalent, but I still loved it for mm -hmm. family, friends, posting photos. But then coming to college, it's a whole new world. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I was like trying to find my independence, trying to find out who I am with those friends. And I had to change my relationship with it. Mm. I've now decided, wait a minute, what am I doing this for? I had to reevaluate. And I was doing it to show other people things, show other people my friends. Or like, this is a cute photo. I'm just going to show everybody. But now if you look at my Instagram, it's just very pink and colorful and all the things that make me really happy. I love your Instagram. So yeah. I don't care. Like I used to care. And sometimes I do care like about what I post because I want to be glorifying of god and a little wanna... footprint yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I'm okay cool. to care yeah i care but not everything matters <laughs> or nothing matters. Yeah, nothing even matters nothing matters about what you post but so and plus this is now becoming my job so it's actually really hard to like try to balance mm -hmm. this is enjoyment this is fun this mm. is joy and this is my profession that i'm going to go into mm -hmm. hopefully um so i had to balance out what am i doing that's making me happy mm -hmm. and making me happy is Blocking those people on Instagram, but I don't want to see my Not, account. Normalize it. Um, yeah. yeah. Talking to Colby about that yesterday. So just, and I love social media. So posting what you want, finding joy in what you post. Mm -hmm. If it makes you happy, don't do it for other people. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. I'm so sick of Instagram baddie, the whole movement. Like, What's what? that? Oh, this is, again, this is proof that like college is just like, everyone's so different. Because my friends, like, if I was talking to like, shout out Leah, she would have been like, oh my God, yeah, I know. Like. Or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But Instagram baddie, this whole movement that you just have to be like BBL, slick down little part, perfect, like aesthetic at We're all We're on times. a different side of Instagram. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Instagram baddies? Like the thirst traps? Not even <laughs> thirst traps. Like, okay, anyone. Like, just like the perfect aesthetic. Okay. But, Who's somebody that's killing the game, basically? Killing the game. Like, like okay. only posting the best picture everyone who like everyone regular people posting like kylie jenner kendall jenner okay. that type of instagram bag like they're the instagram top dogs kind versus of. like colby's camera roll which is so organic and yeah and i think it's okay to like want to post like you said looking your best like i'm not gonna post looking busted personally if y'all call the insecure it is what it is i'm not gonna post looking rank like it's just never gonna happen but like i always I'm say if you look like that you look like that <laughs> doesn't matter what look y'all okay this one we might differ because y'all not gonna catch me a bad day on instagram i don't but like i'm also just tired of the constant filter where you feel like you have to be this instagram baddie and you're picking your friends based on who can fit the instagram aesthetic people are picking their friend groups based on who looks good in pictures oh. and oh. that is literally getting my last nerves i'm just like do people actually do that i didn't girl know that. yes people okay. are picking their friends based on picking their friendships based on who has what connections to what people who has what connection to so a it's guy very transactional or, it's very transactional i love a transactional friendship i do but not in that way i love transactional where it's like okay i can get really anxious colby can help calm i don't like transactional like in, learning things from other people yes i don't like transactional where it's like oh she gets 500 likes each post she gets 800 likes this post let me get her my to be my yes. friend so she can up my likes. Yeah, so okay. then you start commenting hard eyes on all their posts. And then mm. from that, they're like, oh my gosh, we should be friends. And you're just being friends because you're so pretty. That's why I have to, people say, I want to be your friend. You're so pretty. No, we're not friends then. Sorry, don't tell me that because we're not friends. That's kind of what I love about our friendship and our other friend, um, Haley, is that y'all just will post our stuff on Instagram, like our podcast. I or love just that. Stuff. And we don't, we don't tell you to do that. Like no, You yeah. just do it out of Free promo. your own Well, because I heart. love it. Well, let's not. 
I did the mo Hallie. 50 bucks to do it. <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. Cap, I'm kidding. Cap. Total cap. I don't even have 50 right now. Catch me on a different day. No, I'm fine. But yeah, so I just really do appreciate the support and friendship that y'all. It's genuine. I feel like college yeah. can get this very like aesthetically pleasing performative relationships and friendships where you're just picking who you think you should be friends with based on the aesthetic and the vibe you're trying to have versus like, what does your heart say? Like, yeah, you're pretty in the pictures from the gram today until the next trend comes around. What does your heart look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Hallie, I have another question for you. Yeah. Is there something you've learned in college that's like, I don't want to say change your life, but I mean, I guess if something has changed your change life, your life, if yeah. you have a new perspective that you didn't have before college, it doesn't have to be big. It can be small or just something you've learned. What have I learned? This is a big question. Mm-hmm. Um. I would definitely say <laughs> dramatic pause. They can't see you though. I know so, that's like, true. My face you like, narrate dead air. Be <laughs> static. When y'all laughed, they laughed in the mic earlier, y'all, and they turned away from the mic. I'm like, no, they're gonna think my joke flopped. Laugh in the mic. <laughs> I kind of snort when I laugh. Okay. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I all reverts back to joy. Um, I definitely struggled with anxiety really mm-hmm. bad growing up as a kid, and I couldn't go to school. I would shake. I would really nauseous and like I was gonna get sick and that was um is the word debilitating yeah debilitating to me and my adolescence and since coming to college and being an adult like I've definitely calmed down a lot which y'all might not think that because I am a very like stressed up anxious person no but I don't see that no I don't see it at all all right that's very good um (laughs) I but so definitely figuring out how to balance um my stress and anxiety and how to change that into joy, definitely mm-hmm. finding a routine, finding the friends that fill you with joy. And I promise there will always be another friend, another person, another circumstance. Um, that's definitely, those are the big things. Anxiety creeps in when you take your focus off the cross. Mm-hmm. And to plug, Matt is awesome. Matthew's wonderful. Mm-hmm. To plug Matthew, what he said, has God ever let you down? Did Jesus die on the cross for you to have a miserable college experience? Mm-hmm. For you to not have friends, for you to not have joy? No. The thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. God comes to give you life and give it to you abundantly. When you take your focus off that and that promise, then the anxiety can creep in. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that up. I mean, and I feel like you're really good at We were, some of our other housemates were talking about this the other night, but we appreciate it when people, you know how a common denominator in um, conversation can be complaining? Like mm. you relate to people over complaining. And we were talking how we appreciated how everyone in the house didn't really do that. And that's something I appreciate about you, too, is mm-hmm. that you try not to complain or you try to see the best in things. And I think that's a really good um, trait to have. Thank you. I feel that about y'all, you specifically, y'all, because um, I don't like surrounding myself with that negative energy. Yes. And I feel like it's definitely difficult to balance that out, figure out who's. Mm-hmm. 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 Retweet. Some people can be so negative. It's like, did you wake up trying to have a good day? Or did you just wake up, oh, my gosh, like, this, this, and this, this is wrong. Like, girl, it's 9 a.m. And Smile. that's not to say that you can't acknowledge when things go wrong or feel the emotion of, oh, this this is sad and I need to deal with this. But not to dwell on it and linger on it. Yeah. Like, think about it all day long because what your mind thinks about all day long is how you're going to go out mm-hmm. and act. You, you know? can acknowledge it. I don't want to hear it at 9 a.m. <laughs> I don't want to hear it at 9 a.m. I don't. It's 8. Like, smile, please. And I, like... Okay, you probably know this. Your health guru, Colby. Sorry, y'all can't tell who I'm looking at. 
your body's not meant to be in this fight or flight mode all the time. Right, so like true. you've got to let go. I and then this can sound very like removed or privileged. I'm I go through terrible things. I struggle just like everybody else. But you just cannot, like you said, dwell on that because your body is literally not meant to have your heart rate going sky high all day. You're constantly thinking about the negative in life. Like mm-hmm. you're just and it's hard. And it's you have hard. to take every thought captive to obey Christ because you cannot do that. You will die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Drip or drown, you're drowning. <laughs> um but another thing I think I've learned is that anxiety, creating your plan, and joy kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have joy in planning. You can have enjoyment in trying to figure out your life and what that'll look like. But that's ultimately not up to you. I mean, like, mm-hmm. plan accordingly, but don't plan for a complete future and knowing what everything. That's another thing. Definitely not knowing where my life was headed. It, I completely had to alter. And you had to surrender. Mm-hmm. But you're, you, I do really love how you are someone that seeks the voice of God genuinely. Mm-hmm. I can tell that in you for sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And I think that that's going to take you very far because, I mean, you're a senior, you're graduating, you're thinking about where you want to live, you're thinking about next steps in life, and you're seeking the voice of God. As most people be like, oh, I'm moving to New York. And like, that's good. Like, you have a plan, but you genuinely like, wherever God's leading me is where I'm going to go. And that's huge. Just not something you see a lot in people our age because we're just not society used to doing that so yeah. thank you okay Hallie another question if you could give any piece of advice to someone who's about to transfer or who was in your shoes when you transferred what would you say or and and or um what would you say to your younger self from where you're sitting now about the thing she's about to go through to the girl that's about to transfer and either you're applying to a bunch of different colleges or you have one specific that you're set on just take the leap and do it. You applied for a purpose. Go through it. Go for it. I promise that the housing will fall into place. The friends will fall into place. Whatever activity you want to do, ministry, like you're going to be put in the space that you're meant to be in. And the friends that are meant to stay, the family, anybody, a relationship that will carry through to your plan as long as you are happy with your decision. Um, definitely Take it one day at a time. Maybe take a lighter course load when you first transfer. Don't get so overwhelmed by the future and looking at those daunting years ahead of you. Some people transfer as freshmen. Um, and it's a hard transition to kind of turn around and look back at your friends that you'd made your freshman or sophomore year of college if you're transferring then. So just know that those friends will stay friends if they're meant to be your friend. And you'll, doesn't matter the distance, but also just know that you're going to have beautiful friendships that come in the future or other relationships and you applied for a reason so go where you're being led to or called to because I know that my really good friend Bella as well she transferred and we became friends with this transfer group so you're going to meet friends through transfer group chats Facebook anything like that and that's how I met my roommates too Mm -hmm. my junior year when I transferred so everybody's coming from a different scenario but you won't be alone in that yeah it Um, is cool how you meet other transfers as a transfer I know it's weird and then I look at other transfers I'm like oh I didn't transfer I'm like wait yes I did um and also I was, you people yeah I was on my LinkedIn and I realized I hadn't put UNC Charlotte on there I was like well they don't need to know like no. I, gra- I graduated from chapel or passes in the past um and then my younger self uh I love this question because like I always I'm about to graduate and be in Keenan Stadium where we graduate and I get so emotional because growing up, I'd be little, like a toddler or a baby. I was an infant. I was nine months when I was at the stadium. 
And I'm like, little Holly would be so proud because I'm going to be sitting there graduating. That's where I've always wanted to go. Um, So I definitely would tell her, like, you got this. You're going to do it. It's going to be great. You're going to have the best. Like, I wouldn't want to give too much away. I wouldn't give advice probably to Mm -hmm. my younger self. I would just say, like, the Lord's got you. Your family's got you. You're going to be okay. You're going to go through it and you're going to get through it. And then you're going to come out on top and there will be highs and lows and peaks and valleys. But you're going to find joy within that. Yeah. For happiness. I love that. Mm-hmm. You should name your daughter Tatum. That's a cute name. It means joy. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it does. I how love does, that. I don't understand how names mean certain things. Like, how does Tatum mean joy? It's probably from the root of wherever it comes okay. from. How does what does Colby mean? I have no idea. Let's look it up. What does Kendall mean? Do you know what it's your name means? It's the valley of the River Kent. It's a river in England. And the okay. valley is is the Kent River and it's the Kendall Valley. It's a peaceful meadow is the technical. Oh, so you're a peaceful. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? Don't laugh. <laughs> I'm not a, do I give y'all stress? I'm not no, a, no, it was just funny. A swarthy person settlement. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you remember when I made you? Yeah, you made me picture a, frame with When me. Hallie moved in, she gave us all gifts, which is really sweet. Um, And it made us, it made me feel bad because I didn't no. bring gifts when I moved in. But. <laughs> oh, Colby comes from charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> no what did i write on yours yours was it was a picture of a golden retriever yeah. and it said faithful and bold oh because when cute. i did google colby that was i looked up the feminine origin origin of your mm-hmm. name rather than the ask <laughs> that's what like names yeah like if you think about the bible yeah isaac means laughter oh, i mean whatever the hebrew version of isaac means laughter like that's a big jump but like it's the roots okay colby the masculine from a coal town from a town of coal charcoal that's great tatum means joy you should name your kid tatum i love tatum that's a good name okay um chanting anyways um absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not <laughs> um anyways my question for you yeah i forgot it already guys <laughs> Sorry. oh you're planning the musical the movie or the book whatever you want of your life yes who's playing you or who's doing the voice audio if it's a book what's the name of it Mm. what's the synopsis oh gosh that's a, i would do a book probably okay cool no more well a no, spare maybe a movie okay i i'm named after halle berry so oh, what a queen. i would love it if she played me be for real be for real be for real be for real be so be so i know a little controversial real. but be so for real okay it's like the opposite of blackface <laughs> Okay, please don't take that literally. She just has my same name. Who's playing? <laughs> okay, no. So a book? Oh, she can do the narration. She, okay, yeah, I would. I would have a book. I don't know what it'd be. Oh, called. you said movie. Sorry. I know. I switched it up. I really love reading books. Mm-hmm. I said probably a book. Um, I would say like you've got this. I don't know if that could be a good book. Title. That's a cute name. Yeah. Or I really love my middle name. So something with Simone in it. I don't know. Right on, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Okay, so she's is Halle Berry doing the voice audio for the book? Or? Yes, sure. And in the movie, who could play Halle? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There is a the actress from Grey's Anatomy who is Lexi Gray. People say oh, I somewhat yeah. resemble her I eyes. That would be a Grey. good little. She's like you do have her eyes. Oh my god, yeah, that's, that's so weird. But... I was gonna say Elle Fanning. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy though. Elle, Elle Fanning. Fanning. Wasn't she the person up. that played Cinderella way back years ago? Oh, I don't know. I can wait. Let me see this. You're both very to me. You're both very dainty and feminine. That's so sweet. Yes, she might have to dye her hair a different color. I think Lily James could play you. 
Oh, yeah. I love that. That's easier than Halle Berry. Yeah. I feel like there's too many logistics to climb over. Yeah. It would not be a musical because y'all know my story about the singing thing. It would not be a musical. About how you record yourself. I record to myself. Yeah. See if you can sing. Yeah, I did that the other day in the car. <laughs> Do you think it's going to change one day? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Any last thoughts? Any last words? No, I just want to say that Kendall and Colby, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I absolutely adore you guys, and I love listening every single week. And I tell all my family and friends to listen and rate it because it's just the best thing ever. It's really calming. I listen to all my walks, my drives. Y'all are just my favorite people, and I'm very blessed. Yeah, Hallie. Hallie told me that she went home, and her grandfather was like, "Where's my phone? Can you show me how to play this podcast?" Yes. And oh. He had just had heart surgery, and he so, was like, "So sweet." Give me the phone. She got her whole family to listen to our podcast, which is very sweet. Thank and you. We love you, and we're so glad that you are our first. I love guest. you. No, best first guest. I want to leave you all with James one, two, three, four. Count it all joy, my brothers or my sisters, whoever's listening. When you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Ooh, faith makes you perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Faith gives you joy. I swear it all goes back to faith. I don't swear, sorry, but I promise it all goes back to faith. Anyways, thank you, Hal Pal, for being on our podcast. Yes. Thank you for you listening. On, yeah. See you next week. <laughs>